This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com. Consider his ways, and I want to talk about building faith just a little bit. This is a topic that will transform your life and the lives of those that you know, the topic of faith. And I'm, I'm telling you the truth. It will change your life in so many ways. And this is something that God has given us in his word. He tells us that faith, it comes by uh, hearing God's word. Is that right? That's right. And he also tells us without faith, it is impossible to please God. So without faith, and as we're considering God's ways, we need to consider, you know, from this day forward, you know, what must I do? What must I learn? What do I discover in God's word that will please him and help me to honor him with the rest of my life? You know, John chapter 14, verse 15 says, if you love me. Now, this is Jesus talking and he's talking to every one of us, to each of us. So we got to consider this, you know, who's he talking to? He's talking to us. What is he talking about? And this if thing, there is a conditional word. He says, if you love me, because there's a possibility that you don't love him. And he's going to tell us how to figure that out. If you love me, obey my commandments. So if, if you disobey the commandments of God, you do not love God. I'm just telling you. Now, let me just pick on a couple of topics. If you're involved in fornication or adultery or homosexuality or stealing or drunkenness or addictions of any kind, and you say you love God, he says you're a liar. That's what he tells us. If you love me, if you love me, Jesus says, Obey my commandments. Jesus replied, All those who love me will do what I say. Jesus says, he says it another way. He says, All of those who love me will do what I say. That's what Jesus said. My father will love them and we will come to them and live with them. But you're not going to have that close relationship with Jesus if we disobey his commands. And he reveals all these wonderful ways, these, these truths that are transforming, that are powerful right here in his book. And then he says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Jesus replied, all those who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come to them and live with them. Well, we'll have this awesome, fantastic, wonderful relationship. Anyone who doesn't love me will not do what I say. So he says, anyone who does not love me is not going to obey my commands. Uh, you can debate the commands of God. You can debate God's ways. And you can say, well, I don't believe this and I don't believe that. It don't make no difference. The truth of it is, what he says carries the final weight. Anyone who doesn't love me 
will not do what I say. Go, well, other people don't do that, or somebody else don't do that, or other, this and that. They don't do that. And Jesus says, anyone who doesn't love me will not do what I say. And remember, my words are not my own. This message is from the Father who sent me. How about that? This message is from the Father who sent me. And that's not critical. That's freeing. That's empowering. Because then we'll know the truth. And it sets us wonderfully, wonderfully free. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into him. Now, he says, let your roots, because we're, we're alive. And he says, let your roots grow down into him, into this wonderful relationship where we're growing, is what he's talking about. Let your roots grow down <clears throat> into him. And draw up nourishment from him. And draw up nourishment. Nourishment, that which strengthens us, enables us to accomplish everything that God has called us to do. So you will grow... So you will grow in faith, strong and vigorous in the truth. And and the truth is God's word. You were taught, let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. Thanksgiving and praise is evidence of faith. When you're praising God, when you're giving him thanks, it is the evidence of faith in our life. That's just the way it is. That's what he's talking about here. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, it makes no difference to God whether we are circumcised or not circumcised. What is important. And he's saying what is important. The most important thing is not all the laws and the rules and the regulations that different classes of people had, physical and outward and however it might have been, But he says, what is important is faith expressing itself in love. What's important is faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know, faith. Faith in the almighty God. And then he tells us in the King James Bible, he says, but faith which worketh by love. Oh, wait a minute here. Wow. Faith works by love. Faith to, to be active and, and effectual and for faith to be mighty, it must have love there. And we, we could have thought, well, well, faith really has nothing to do with love. But God in his word says it does, you know. Let me see here. Can I bring my bag? This is a, a bag. Can you put that over there? Yep. This is a bag that I keep inside of my bag. My little backpack. I always have it kind of packed up and ready to go. And this is just a little titanium pot. And you, you know why I paint the bottom of my pot black? I actually do. This would, what? Absorbs the heat. Uses less fuel, absorbs the heat quicker, cooks quicker. The genuine, he does. And this is just my little, 
backpacking stove that I've had for, how many think, 30 years? Probably, yeah. Something like that. And then I've got, because I'm allergic to wheat, I've got a little frying pan that's just the size of a corn tortilla. This way I titanium too. But here, here's my little backpacking stove. And there's the fuel. And this thing is 35 years old. And it's made out of titanium also. You know what? I should have brought something to cook. Good idea. I can probably do that another time. And this right here, you turn it on just a little bit. See if you can hear it. Yeah, we can hear it. Okay. Glad you didn't flick that thing and catch your beard on fire. Now, the Bible we we're just now reading, and so you can put a pot on here and you can cook with it and all. And it says, faith worketh by love. Backpacking stove worketh by gas. gas. <laughs> fuel? You're right, because there are other kinds of fuel, you know? And uh, you, you have to create a spark to light the thing. Let me see, do I have a... Oh, I got a pack of matches. Oh, well. One match. I have one match, and you do have to have a spark in order to light the thing. I don't know. Let's do it. Backpacking stove works by fuel. Faith worketh by love. And what happens when, when you, you, you pour the fuel onto it? It really burns. It really works. It really genuinely does. Now, I'm not going to touch this part of it right now. That's Somebody wise. else wants to pack it up for me. <laughs> I wouldn't let you touch it either. But uh, it seems very simple. But backpacking stove, it works by Fuel. And you got to have fuel or this one won't work. I mean, this will not work on wood or, or other things, but it works on this fuel. And this happens to be a propane kind of a fuel, a type of a gas. And you do have to have a spark, but it don't work just on a spark alone. I mean, that spark, like you can see with my package of matches there, I had one spark and that was okay for one meal. But I had I have that little uh, ISO thing that creates the spark. That's okay, but it, it works by fuel. And the scripture says here, faith, it worketh by love. So we have to have love and our faith for our faith to work and to move mountains and, and cause miraculous power. Now let me read it to you once again. 
Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, it makes no difference to God whether we are circumcised or not circumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Faith expressing itself in love, or as the King James says, faith which worketh by love. You know, this little backpacking stove, it worketh by fuel, by by gas, you know. If you want to boost the octane, how would you like to boost the octane in your car? You know, make it go faster and go further. If you want to boost the octane in, in your car, you know, well, what should you do? Do they have some kind of octane enhancers? I don't know. <laughs> well, they probably do. But I'm saying that because I'm thinking about if you want to boost octane in your faith tank, I want to boost the octane in my faith tank. And the Bible says the faith can remove mountains and faith can heal and restore and work all kinds of miracles. How can I boost the octane in my faith? Boost your love. Mm. Love. That's right. I'm talking about power. It's just like you've seen the power that was coming from a little backpacking stove. When I boosted the love, when I was boosting the fuel, same thing, it got a really crank in there. And if you want to have your faith that moves mountains, he, he tells us here, faith that works by love or faith expresses itself in love, you know. Jesus was moved by compassion. Many times in the Bible, it says Jesus was moved. He, he was empowered with compassion and he healed the sick. And he worked miracles. And all these other things, Jesus was moved by Compassion, the scripture says, and he healed the people. In the book of Mark, chapter, let's see, I'm going to, yeah, can I have that back? Yeah. You, you might lose it. I might. I'm good at losing I've things. I've had that for about 30 years. Okay, all right. Mark chapter 1, verse, verse 40 says, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. You know, he believed that Jesus could do it if Jesus was willing. But he he didn't believe that Jesus was willing. He said, if you're willing, you you can cleanse me of this leprosy. That's what he was talking about. And then in verse 41. Filled with compassion. Jesus was filled with compassion. He was moved with compassion. And compassion empowers faith. Filled with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. Do you know what kind of man he just got through touching? A leper. Who was referred to as what? Untouchable. Untouchable. Those referred, you don't touch lepers, they're highly contagious. And Jesus, it says, he reached out his hand He reached out his hand and touched the man. He touched the untouchable man because of his sickness. And Jesus said, I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cured. Jesus was moved by compassion. 
So we want, that's the second command. Wonder why God said it was the second command. Love him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, strength, and then love your neighbor. Neighbor as yourself. Because that loving your neighbor empowers your faith. Your faith in Almighty God. Your love empowers your faith. That's what we're talking about here. Mark chapter 6, verse 1 says, Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any mighty miracles. Why couldn't Jesus do many mighty miracles in his hometown? Unbelief. Because of the unbelief of the people who was around him. He wanted to do miracles and all in his own town. It says, but because of their unbelief, unbelief, he couldn't do. He wanted to, but he couldn't do any mighty miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal a few Sick people. That, that's just what the scripture says there. And then we'll go over to verse 6. He was amazed at their unbelief. Jesus was amazed at their unbelief, at their doubt. You know, their anxiety, their worry. He was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went out from village to village teaching. And let me tell you something. Teaching is the cure. For unbelief. Teaching God's word, it cures unbelief. You hear what God's word says, and he tells us in Romans uh, 10 17, he says, Faith comes by hearing. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what we're talking about here. And he was amazed at their unbelief. And then Jesus went out from village to village teaching. To cure their unbelief. You know? You teach God's word and it cures unbelief. And if you're wrestling with some doubt and worry and anxiety of your own self about yourself or what's happening in our world or other loved ones, you get into God's word and it builds our faith. Genuinely, it does. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 says, Hold on to the pattern of right teaching. Right teaching. Not just anything goes. But the truth, you got to understand it. He tells us to study, to show yourself approved unto him, a workman who needeth not to be ashamed, who can rightly divide, which means rightly study and understand the word of truth. That's what he's talking about here. Hold on to the pattern of right teaching you learned from me. And remember to live in the faith and love. Oh, look at there. Let's put those two words together here in this verse. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they always go together. Live in the faith and love because love adds the racing fuel to the faith tank. Love makes our faith work. He says to live in the faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. With the help of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. Carefully guard what has been entrusted to you. And God has entrusted to each and every one of us. It says he's given us the measure of faith. Every one of us has been given. It's just like if you ever played cards, 
You know, and the King James Bible says God has dealt to us the measure of faith. He gave us the faith to start with. And then he tells us that faith works by love and it increases by love. That's what he's talking about here. Now think about this for a moment. Unbelief puts circumstances between us and God. Unbelief puts circumstances between us and God. Faith puts God between us and our circumstances. Think about that. Faith, he says, puts God between us and our circumstances. And God can change every circumstance. He genuinely can. Unbelief puts circumstances between us and God. And, and that circumstances can change everything for the worse. It, it, it really can. Anyhow, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 says, Now let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and still do now, for your faith is built on this wonderful message. Faith comes by hearing this wonderful message, this good news about love, this good news about forgiveness and pardon. You know, faith comes by this wonderful message, this book that's this called Good News. That's what he's talking about here. Mark chapter 6, <clears throat> verse 34. A vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat. And he had compassion. Compassion is talking about love. It's talking about mercy. It's talking about love. And he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. You know, he was moved with compassion. As he got out of that boat, he was moved with compassion. So he taught them many things. So he began to teach them because he had compassion he began to teach them his lessons, the good news, the gospel. He began to teach them. And after teaching them, when he first got there, he, he began to teach them. He began to teach them. He began to teach them. And then it tells us in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, verse 14. A vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. He had compassion. He went there, first off, to begin to teach them. He began to teach them his word, the, the good news and the message that he came to deliver. And we understand, we, we know it because we've already seen it, that the faith, it, it, it works by love. It's empowered by love. And Jesus came there, got out of the boat. First thing he started doing was teaching them his word, teaching them his word. And then we go over in the book of Matthew chapter 14, Verse 14, a vast crowd was there as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them. Which means love. And healed their sick. And he healed their sick. Down in verse 41, this is of Mark chapter 6. It says, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven and asked God's blessing on the food. Breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples to give to the people. And that was love. He'd already told me, he said, been, people been here all day long. They hadn't had anything to eat. Don't send them home starving, you know. They had a long way to go home. And they came out into a wilderness to hear Jesus preach. 
And we see this love and, and we just see the disciples just doing what Jesus said to do. They were just taking it. He was breaking it and he was blessing his father for it all. They all ate as much as they wanted. Do you normally eat as much as you want to? Everybody's a little bit nervous to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. They all ate as much as they wanted. And they picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. 5,000 men had eaten from those five loaves. Plus their wives and their children. And this actually happened two times in the New Testament where Jesus fed, you know, thousands of people. And they had leftovers and all. And, and we see that. It tells us in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. It says, with God, all things are possible. All things are all. possible. All things. Now, it doesn't really matter so much right now. The things that are behind us and the things that we went through and where we were learning and growing and, and God was working in us. But he says all things. 100%. That all things work what? Together for good. Work together for good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his verse. He says that all things work together for good. And we see this. This was written way back then. He says, all with God, all things are possible. With God, you know. And we're building. That's what we, we do when we pick up this book. We're building unshakable faith. We are building unshakable faith. And God's working everything that has happened in our lives. Everything that's happened in our lives right now. He's working it together for good. For those who love him or who are called according to his purpose. And with God all things are possible. And we're building this unshakable faith. And really to reach our generation. How many people do you know who do not know Jesus as of yet? A lot. And we pray for them. And when we have opportunity, we, we share with them the good news. That's, that's really important. Now, I think we already shared this a while ago, but I'd like us to read that once again. Colossians 2, verse 7. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. Now, I don't know if you ever did this, but I did this when I was a kid. We took a stalk of celery, you know, and we stuck it down in a... Big old uh, tumbler, uh, a glass full of water, and then we dropped several drops of red food coloring in it. And before you knew it, you could see the food coloring was coming up into the celery stem, all the way up to the top and to the leaves. You ever do something like that? Yep. It's pretty amazing. And he says, Here, let your roots go down into him. And draw up nourishment. Just like the celery would draw up that red food coloring. It says that your roots go grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. So you will grow in faith. That's how we grow in faith. Let your roots go down deep into him and draw up the nourishment. And God's word offers us tremendous nourishment. Strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done. And that's part of the growing in the faith. Is being a man or a woman who's overflowing with thanksgiving. 
with praise. You're overflowing. That's all part of it. This is learning God's ways that we're talking about. And here in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 16. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources. Now, uh, what does unlimited mean? Infinite. Well, what, what's, when something is unlimited, I mean, let's say we're using dollars and cents, what would be the limit to it? No, limit. Limitless. Unlimited would be kind of like a blank check? Mm-hmm. Yep. I pray that from His glorious, Almighty God, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resource. Now, we have 2023 in front of us. Mm-hmm. Does there look like there could be some limitations? In the natural. I mean, we've seen limitations in the grocery stores, haven't we? Yeah, have you tried to buy cough syrup lately? I went to buy cough syrup for his mom, and last week there wasn't any. This week there was, but last week the shelves were empty of cough syrup. Have you ever had any other limitations in a store? Yeah, all kinds of things. Like what? Toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. There, yeah, there's been that. <laughs> Well, you know what? I was reading, and maybe you were talking to me about it. It said that people were discovering that to eat out was cheaper than to buy groceries and cook them. Your mom was telling us that, that that's what your sister said down south. Well, she had read that or was on, no, I don't on know. the news or something? Anyhow, my point is, in this world in so which we So does that mean we're going to go out to eat after service? <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest with you. I invited you to go out to eat after church tonight, did I not? Yes, you did. Tell the details. <laughs> I invited her to go out up on the mountain. You did go up there a little bit with me last night. I did. I know many of you know I sprained or broke or did something to my ankle about a month or so ago. And we haven't been on the mountain since then. But I did go last night. And I did tell you on the way here that I would take you out to eat on the mountain. Yeah. Guys, (laughs) the backyard's out to eat. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Isn't it nice out there to see the stars? Oh, yeah. Yep. It It really, really is. is. How do we get talking about this? I don't know. But anyhow, he says here in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, Oh, that it's cheaper to eat out than it is to eat at home. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give you mighty inner strength. Miraculous power. Mighty inner strength. This is the prayer of a faith-filled person is praying, you know, from his glorious unlimited resources that he'll give you mighty inner, inner strength. Through his Holy Spirit. And his Spirit is powerful. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts. That Christ will be more and more at home in your heart. That's what I want. That Christ will become more and more and more settled down at home in my heart. And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him. Trust is faith. So it's talking about as you have faith. In him. May your roots go down deep into the soil of his God's marvelous love. 
And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. should. All God's people should understand his word. And if we expose ourselves to it and we talk about it and pray about it and fellowship with other people as all God's people should. What's he talking about here? How wide. How long. How high. And how deep his love really is. You can discover as you begin to chew on and meditate upon the principles in this book, you can begin to understand and discover what he's saying right here. How wide and how long and how deep and uh, how high and how deep his love really is. May you experience. May you know and, and become aware of what he's talking about. The love of Christ. May you experience, may you become aware of the love of Christ that empowers it adds racing fuel to your faith. That's what it does. Love adds racing fuel to your faith. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you will never fully understand it. But you're going to get to understand a lot better than you do right now. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You're going to be filled. Now, that sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? Then you're going to be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. He's empowering you and he wants you to experience this wonderfulness that he's making available to us. Now glory be to God. By his mighty power at work within us, he is able to accomplish infinitely Infinitely more than we could ever dare dare to ask ask or hope. I think we can ask some pretty, pretty big things, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. But he says, by his mighty power at work within us, he is able to accomplish, he is able to accomplish infinitely more than we would dare to ask or hope. May he be given glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever throughout endless ages. Amen. That's pretty, pretty amazing. Hebrews 11, verse 23. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months. It was by faith. They hid him. There was people looking for all the little babies to kill them at that time. You know, because there was this rumor that one of these babies was going to become the next king. And the king didn't want them living and all. It says it was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months. Because they loved their baby and they loved God. And they was obeying God and doing what God told them to do. They saw that God had given them an unusual child and they were not afraid. of. They what were the- not afraid. The Bible says perfect love cast out fear. When you've got perfect, Lord, uh, perfect love toward the almighty God, he tells us perfect love, it casts out fear. And they were not afraid of what the king might do. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Jesus then left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord. She was wholehearted in her request to Jesus. Have mercy. What does mercy mean? What is it? Not giving us what we deserve. And mercy, if you study it out, is wrapped up in the biggest package of love. Hmm. That's his, 
He, he shows us mercy. He don't give us what we deserve. He just loves us. You know, unlimited amounts. So, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter has a demon in her, and it is severely tormenting her. But Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to leave, they said. She's bothering us with all her begging. Then he said to the woman, I was sent only to help the people of Israel, God's lost sheep, not the Gentiles. And that was true up to this point. He was to go to the Jewish community first. And after they rejected him, then he would go to the Gentiles. He was just fulfilling what his father told him to do. But she came and worshipped him. And, and worship is really love. Our love responding to God's love. That's what worship really is. Our love responding to God's love. And she came, and although he said, I'm not sent to give you the gospel right now. I'm not here to help your daughter right yet. You know, and she came, her response to his rejecting of her request, her response was she came and she worshiped him. That's pretty amazing when you think about it, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes, it she is. She came and she worshiped him and she pleaded again, Lord. And I can hear it in her voice, although I can only read it. Lord, help me. Because she loved her daughter. Help me. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs, he said. That's what Jesus said. She's asking for help for her daughter who's being tormented by a demon. And she said, Lord, help me. And he says, it's not right to take the food from the children and throw it to the dogs. It was implying she was a dog. He said, yes, Lord, she replied. She agrees. You're right, Lord. You're right. I agree with you. Yes, Lord, she replied. But even dogs are permitted to eat crumbs that fall beneath their master's table. Wow. She agrees with him. And she said, yes, you're you're right. But maybe I am a dog, but the dogs get to eat the crumbs on the floor under their master's table. Woman. Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Did you hear that? He has a teachable moment for his disciples. He said, woman, woman, your faith is what? Great. Your faith is great. Your faith is empowered by your love for your daughter and your love for me because you're not reprimanding me. your, your, Your faith is great. Your faith is great. Your request is granted, and her daughter was instantly healed. Why? Because of her faith. Because she had great faith. Did you know that you can have great faith? Yes. I'm I'm telling you, you, every man, every woman, every boy and girl, and those who are watching us online, you can have great faith. He tells us that faith worketh. By love. It expresses itself by love. And he tells us we can increase our love. And we can increase our faith. And he says your request is, is, is granted. 
and her daughter was instantly healed. Now, you know, we're not going to take the time to read all of it, but in Matthew 8, verse uh, 13, it tells us about a, a soldier, centurion, and he came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I've got a servant at home, just a young one. And he says, it looks like he might be dying. Would you come? And would you heal my servant? And Jesus immediately said, I'll come and I'll heal him. And the centurion changed his mind. He says, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. You can just speak your word and my servant will be whole. I'm a man under authority. I'm a soldier and I've got many people under me. And I tell them what to do, and they do exactly what I say to do. And I have some superiors who are over me, and they tell me, and I do exactly what they tell me. Jesus, just speak to my servant. Whatever needs to be spoken, you don't have to come under my roof. And Jesus said to his disciples, hey guys, y'all come over here. We have another teachable moment. Hear what this centurion is saying here? You just got to say it. You don't even have to come and lay your hands on them. Just, just say it from here. And Jesus says, I have not found such great faith. faith in all of Israel. And then Jesus said, it's your faith that's making your servant whole. And that moment, servant was healed and restored. Now, Hopefully you understand what I'm talking about here. You can do something about your faith. Faith comes by hearing the word. And then you can do something more about your faith. You can add some racing fuel to it. Faith works by love. Love. You can empower it. And you can follow the commands of Almighty God. And you can just cause your faith to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And on and on and on. And there was a woman... In the Bible, you probably remember, she had an issue of blood. She had been bleeding. The way women do when they're mature and all, she had been bleeding nonstop for 12 years. And she couldn't stop it. Her parents couldn't stop it. And she grew up, and now she's on her own. And she cannot get rid of it. And she's gone to every doctor that was available. And she's spent all of her money on doctors doing everything they say to heal this issue of blood. And the thing is, it's really dangerous, that kind of a person, because everybody else knows if you touch someone during their cycle, when they have an issue of blood, you are unclean to go to church and to offer your, your alms and, and, and your sacrifices to God. You're unclean. So she was always being criticized and looked down on and not accepted into worship. But she'd been hearing that Jesus had been healing people of all kinds of things. She's been hearing that. And then at one occasion, he was in her area, somewhere close by, and she said to herself, and this is important, she said it to herself. If I can just touch a thread, just the hem of his garment, I will be clean and healed. That's what she said. Although it was dangerous to go out amongst other people, and since she lived there, a lot of people knew she had this condition. 
So she was trying to go incognito and not to be known or seen by other people. But she went and there was crowds of people and everybody was wanting some of Jesus' time and to work a miracle for them. And, and she was able to get down and just touch just the very hem of his garment. And she immediately, as soon as she touched the hem of his garment, immediately she could tell and she lit up like a Christmas tree. I've been healed. I've never been healed. I'm whole. And then Jesus, in the crowd and all the commotion, he stopped and said, Who touched me? And the disciples are a little perplexed. They're going, Jesus. You see all these people here? The street is crowded. Everybody's bumping into you. What do you mean, who touched me? Maybe you could have said, Well, who didn't touch me? Maybe, you know. So Jesus is looking around, and this woman is on her knees, but she's glowing because she knows she feels that she is healed inside, and she's not going to deny it. Although the fear of being stoned by because she touched a rabbi with this condition, and she says, It, it was me. And Jesus came over and he knelt down beside her and he touched her. And he says, daughter. And she, oh, no, my, my, my father disowned me a long time ago. And he says, daughter. Do you, you remember what he told her? Your faith. Jesus told the woman, he said, your faith has made you whole. Not Jesus' faith. I'm telling you, your faith can do that, which seems absolutely impossible, but it is possible. And Jesus, he was there, he said, your faith has made you whole. It wasn't the hem of my garment. It wasn't my clothes. It was your faith. You believed if you touched the hem of my garment, because you've been seeing some other people being here. You, it's your faith. I'm going to ask you a question. What's your faith going to do in 2023? What has your faith been doing already? And there are things the Bible tells us as we're learning God's ways, we can strengthen our faith and we can add the, the high octane to our faith. There's things that we can do that God is teaching us his ways. Consider his ways. And over and over and over and over and over and over. You remember the Syrophoenician woman? There's just so many of them. I don't want to go through all of it, but I got to talk about the Syrophoenician woman. She, she's of a, a different culture, you know? And what happened to her? Did we read that a little while ago? We did. God, I'm, I'm asking for a reason. God set her daughter free. Jesus healed her from the tormenting demon that was harassing her, although it wasn't for this time. Because the gospel was to go to the Jewish people, and then it would come to the Syrophoenicians, the Gentile people. And... and and she just continued to go, well, Lord, 
Even the dogs would eat the crumbs. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, your, your faith is great. And then he got his boys together and said, you, this, this, is, this is something that you can learn from. And he told the woman, he says, your faith, your faith has made your daughter free of this demon. And if, there's so many. There's another time when these, right shortly thereafter, Jesus was going down to wherever he was staying. And these two blind men, well, they couldn't see. So they're just trying to find a good opportunity to talk to Jesus. And they found out where he was lifting. And they stumbled kind of getting down there. And they just walked into the door. And they were saying, Jesus, son of David, heal us. We're, we're blind. And Jesus asked them a question. And this is the question he's asking me. And this is the question he's asking you. Jesus asked the two blind men, he said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Is that right? Yes. Jesus asked, do you believe I can do this? And they said, yes, Lord, we believe. And Jesus said, according to your faith, Whose? Their faith. Your faith. According to your faith, be it unto you, boom. And immediately their eyes were opened. Now, we, we, we need God's power for the rest of our life. Don't you think so? Yes. We need to continue to pray. And I would much rather pray effectively. If I would much rather pray with power than I would just to, to pray haphazard words that don't really mean much of nothing. But he says love causes our, our faith to work. And faith can move mountains. And all things are possible to those who believe. All things, everything is possible to those who believe. And, and we can strengthen that faith because love causes our faith to work. It genuinely does. It adds this, this uh, higher octane, this racing fuel to our faith tank. And I am telling you, over and over and over, and when we start reading these verses and things or seeing something that's talking about them, what do I usually do at home? You start hooping and hollering? Oh, no. <laughs> you tap me on the shoulder <laughs> and say, This, this is, is for true. you. This yep. is the truth. Yep. This will happen 100%. 100%. Jesus says, your faith, not his, your faith will make you whole. Yep. Your faith will make the provisions that you need for 2023. Your faith, this is up to you. What are you going to do in 2023? Are you going to believe God? Faith comes by hearing. Are you going to add the high octane to it? Faith worketh much more powerful by love. You're loving God and you're loving the second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. It empowers your faith that can move mountains and, and make things happen. That's what he says. Over and over and over, you're going to see where Jesus says, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has brought about an answer to this prayer. Your faith, your faith, your faith. Who mine? Yes, yours. So, did, did you know this? 
Did you know this? Yes. But I needed to be reminded. We need to be reminded? Yes. Often. We need to be reminded often. Often. And we pray and we get near to God and we can abide in Him and His Word will abide in us and our faith will soar and and grow and increase. And, And the more we're loving, the stronger that faith is gaining and, and he will, you'll hear him say one day, your faith brought about the answer to this prayer. Your faith, your faith has brought about an answer to this prayer. Your faith has brought about, your faith has made you whole. That's what he tells us over and 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 over. I know we're just getting started. But it's over. <laughs> well, you know what? Even if I didn't teach any more about this topic, Guess what? You can read all you want to, to read about it. Mm-hmm. How many of you got the same book that I got? Yep. It's called about a Bible. And you can read about the ways of God. Consider his ways. And, and we already read about it last week. His ways are so much higher than our ways, aren't they? Yes. But we can learn his ways. No, we're not just naturally born and know everything about God, but we can learn his ways. And we need to learn his ways with 2023 sitting in front of us. Who knows what's going to happen in 2023? I don't know. But I do know that God, he promises that he works all things together for for good. good. For those who love him. Love, and he says if if you love him, you'll keep his commands. Mm-hmm. Didn't we read that earlier? Yeah. If you're not keeping his commands, well, you don't love him. Talk is cheap. But he says, all things, we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And God, his plans for you. Does anybody know what it says there in Jeremiah? They're good. And what is hope? Confident expectation for the future. And that's what it says in Hebrews. It says faith is the substance of things hoped for. And faith is what we're talking about. And you empower it with love. And it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. And hope is a confident expectation for the future. A confident expectation. Not like, well, maybe it will. Maybe things will work out for 2023. And maybe they're not going to work out for good. See, faith don't say it that way. Faith just prays and reaches out and grabs hold of the promises of God. Not arrogantly, but thankfully. And just praising God. You said you can work it all together for good. Thank you for all the times you've worked it together for good. I thank you for the love that you're giving me that's empowering my faith to move mountains, almighty God. And I'm your man. I'm, I'm what? All I'm all in. Did we do that this morning? Mm-hmm. I'm all in. I'm yours today. Whatever you want to do, Almighty God, I'm all in. I'm all in today. And I'm all in for 2023. And you can work it all together for good because you said so. And you can believe him and you can trust him no matter what things look like. You, you can't base, uh, base everything by circumstances. <laughs> You can't base it by circumstances. One of the greatest things is have a relationship with him. Here, 
And then our relationship is just going to increase over there. Does anybody know what I'm going to do when I get to heaven? Slide up. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And, and I don't think that God's going to have any officers there saying, no sliding on the streets of gold in your sock feet. You see those around the banks and all, no skateboards and all like that and all? I don't think God's going to have that there. I think there's going to be a sign that says, Ronnie, slide away. You know? That's wonderful. I can't wait to get there. i got so many... More and more and more and more loved ones who are there awaiting us. And I bet you they're sliding on their sock feet already. Anyhow, would you bow your heads with me? Let's just reaffirm our faith in such a wonderful Savior. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me. I believe that you love me. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. And that's why you sent your son Jesus. And I believe that he died in my place. I believe he died in my place. To wash my sins away. To wash my sins away. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And is knocking at the door of my heart. And he's knocking at the door of my heart. And I open wide that door. I open wide that door. And I welcome Jesus inside. And I welcome Jesus inside. Have your way in me, almighty God. Have your way in me, almighty God. I'm all in. I'm all in. Your will. Your will. I want it to be done. I want it to be done. In me and through me. In me and through me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.